Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So I've been telling you guys about this BetQL app, and I've been doing that for a reason, because it's awesome. It's so nice to have an app that just tells you right there where all the money's coming in, what the trends are, gives you real-time injury information, it's got all the fancy algorithms your heart could ever want and desire, and it's free. It's a free app for you guys to check out, the BetQL app. The coolest thing, I think, is that it just lets you track all of your bets. It's a very convenient way, better than Stevie F's uh, spreadsheets, Steve. You can just track everything right there on the BetQL app. It's awesome. Same same folks, by the way, that make the very popular RotoQL app and the SquadQL app. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, baby, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by BetOnline.ag. You're online sportsbook experts. You guys know by now, use the code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. It's your place to make all of your online wagers, and this is your place to get all of your picks for the NFL every week. He's the man, Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Westgate Super Contest that people talk about all the time. It's the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. He's won it twice, and you can follow him on Twitter like I do, at Fezzik Sports. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. You can check me out at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram. If you're a Facebook person, it's facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We will let you know where we're at, how we did the week before, what lessons we can learn, and then we'll each make our picks. And if we both make the same pick, boom, it's a best bet. And you can hopefully take that bad boy to the bank. At least you could last year. Steve, it was a rough week for me, my friend. I was down six units. You ended up down one unit, and we missed both of our best bets. Narrowly, I might add, but a miss is a miss. One of those disappointing weeks, Steve, where, you, you know, for, at least for me, big time setback. I'm almost back to 500. I'm, I'm only up two units. That hurts. 
Don't anyone ever tell you that winning at gambling is easy. No one has done it better than you, Ross. I have confidence you'll bounce back. I hope so, man. We'll start just with a quick review from last week. We'll start. You took the Saints laying nine. That was a bad bet, Steve. They barely won the game. They shouldn't have. You lost one unit there. I took the Chiefs getting four and a half. I just... I don't know about the Steelers, man. So I took the Chiefs getting four and a half. Two units I put on the Chiefs. That came through for me. Thankfully, you had your note about back-to-back road stats for teams, and that seemed to be an issue for some other teams like the Texans and the Seahawks, but not for this iteration of the Chiefs. So that was up two units there. The Jets and the Dolphins. You took the Dolphins getting two units. That was a great bet. They were getting three or getting three points, I should say. That was a great uh, bet. They won by eight points, so you crushed that one. I took the Bucks, getting three points, which was a good bet. would have been a better bet if I put two or three units on it. Uh, but they won the game 27-21. I was getting three points. So we got off to a pretty darn good start. Our first bet, bet, best bet, Steve, we both had the Vikings laying one point. And I guess on the one hand, Steve... If the kicker makes a kick, we win that best bet. On the other hand, if they don't call the Clay Matthews penalty, then, you know, we lose anyway. But they had a blocked punt. I mean, I, I still feel okay with that. With that, I mean, it didn't work out for us. We lost by a point. But well, I, I still think, feel okay. I think we need that. to get the auditors out on that one because my recollection was we were getting one back on Wednesday. Really? Oh, he has it down. You might be right. He has it down Minnesota minus one, but they weren't favored, were they? They were favored on Sunday, but when we did the show on Wednesday, and we talked about this, how um, the reason we took the Vikings was because they were catching a point. I believe I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty I, – I know I bet the Vikings plus one on uh, Tuesday night, so – I really am confident it wasn't up at very many books, but the books that had it still had Minnesota plus the one. Oh, I like that. Okay, we'll have to check on that. We'll have to get the auditor out. I know you guys listen back to it, so that would be nice because that would be a best bet that came through, and that would be two units for both of us. Oh, Stevie, you just made my day. Oh, I hope that's right. Oh, man. That would be amazing. You know what? That makes sense because I think I remember saying, I think the Vikings are going to win the game outright. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We, we, we'll go back and check. Um, as for Carolina, Atlanta, I put a unit on the under. I really didn't think, you know, with missing Greg Olson and Darrell Williams that the Panthers would be able to score 24 points. I'll give – Cam, a lot of credit. He played very well. And I really didn't think the Falcons would score 31 either. You put two units on the Falcons, even though they were laying five and a half, Steve, and it came through for you, even though Cam played so well. I had a unit on the under for the Jags and the Patriots and cannot believe that Blake Bortles and the Jags scored 31 points and played that well. So I lost a unit there. Our other best bet, we both put two units on the Niners, Steve, and they were laying five and a half. That was looking great for a while till they kind of let let Matthew Stafford, 
you know, throw the ball over the place for a uh, for for to keep it close, thirty to twenty seven. That stunk. That's another one. See, I thought we lost both of our best bets. I was going to say we really sh- could have, would have, should have won both of them. Yeah, and Richard Sherman commented that the Niners just have to focus more on finishing games. They obviously did not against the Lions. Next up uh, was Arizona L.A. Rams. I put a unit on the Arizona Cardinals because I thought, well, 12.5 NFL game. Uh, yeah, nah. They lost 34 nothing. I will not make that mistake again. I also put a unit on the Broncos laying 5.5. They barely beat the Raiders. They were not able to cover. That was another loss of a unit. And then Giants-Cowboys. I liked the Giants getting three points. You liked the under, and you nailed it. The under came in easily. The total was 42 and a half, uh, and the final score was 20 to 13. So you won two units there. So based on what we think with that Vikings, and we'll get the auditors out, you guys can always let us know on Twitter. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. He's at Fezzik Sports. Brian is our producer. He's at RTF Podcast. And then our grader is the Birdman, Todd Bergman. You can tweet him directly, at L Birdman. Hope you are right, Steve. If you're right, then I would be, uh, so that would be, that'd be plus four. So I'd be down two units for the week, and you'd be up three units for the week. You know, the fascinating thing about the Vikings-Green Bay game is a lot of people had questions about, well, how did, how did, How does the game get graded? Well, obviously, if you bet the money line, you push because the game winds up a push. If you took the points, you win. If you laid the points, you lose. But adding into the complexity of the tie was the fact that Minnesota was favored early in the week. And then ultimately, when Rodgers, even though he was playing, the feeling was that he was not going to be close to 100%. And Minnesota flipped over to the favorites. So depending upon what time of the week you bet that game, if you were taking points, you won on either team and pros love situations like that. And I got to tell you on Sunday morning, I woke up and Minnesota was a three point favorite, 6 a.m. Pacific. And I was in bed still. And by the time I got up at 6:45 a.m., I could only get plus two and a half. And for, a, I was kicking myself because I bet green Bay plus two and a half at post with Rogers confirmed in, and they almost blew it completely and lost by three at the end of the game. Yeah, you're right. So there we go. So now, to year to date, I'm up six units. You're up ten units based on that, that Vikings clarification. So that's what we think it is. We'll find out. We'd also be four out of six on our best bets to this point. And it's time to make our picks, Bry, after I make sure everybody goes to betonline.ag and participates in the Sportsnet Challenge Pick'em. It's podcast1sportsnet.com. You can bet on me against other Podcast One hosts, which is awesome. You can also go ahead and use the promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. That's Podcast One to get a 50% sign-up bonus Visit betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and our exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet. 
Now is the time you can see the lines, me against the other hosts. And by the way, if I win one week, I get to give out $100 to five of you, which is pretty awesome. Let's roll, Brian. All right, Ross, let's start off with the Thursday night game. The Cleveland Browns hosting the New York Jets. Cleveland minus three. Haven't heard that in a long time. Uh, total there, a low total, 39 and a half. Low total makes sense because both these teams have had some issues offensively. Uh, I think Cleveland should be favored in this game. Well, I'm definitely not taking them as a favorite. I think I'll – this is a tough one. Um, I'll put one unit on the Jets getting the three points. Wouldn't be surprised if the Jets win the game. I think it's about a toss-up game. And they're getting three. So I'll put one unit on the Jets getting those three points. I'm going to lean Cleveland. I know. I get it. They played 34 games. They've won one of the 34. How can they lean to them minus three? Well, I've got them rated as the better team, and I think it's a bad spot for the Jets where they had to play Monday night to open the season. Then they play Sunday. Now they got to play Thursday. So a really short week for Darnold, who is making some pretty – well, he made some pretty bad mistakes in the game last week, particularly at the end of the first half and to start the game against the Dolphins as well in his first couple possessions. But, um, yeah, Cleveland, one win last two years, laying three. It can only be a lean. Steve, on to the Sunday games. The first one, Indianapolis at Philadelphia. Eagles favored by 6.5 with a total of 47.5. Very interesting game. How effective is Carson Wentz going to be returning back? And Philly certainly needs him with wide receivers Jeffrey still out. Now Wallace is out. The running back, Ajayi, is banged up with a lower back issue. Indy, I think, has an advantage with uh, their head coach, Reich, the former Philly offensive coordinator. Um, Having said all that, Indy's off a road upset, and now they're a road underdog again. That is a bad spot for Indy. I'm going to pass the game. I'm not taking either side here. I'm wondering, you know, how rusty Carson Wentz will be. The Eagles' defense is much better at home. Then they've been on the road. And the Colts' defense was pretty darn good against the Redskins. And even against the Bengals, the Colts' defense wasn't bad. I like the under in this game. Under 47.5. I'm going to put two units on the under. I think this is a lower-scoring game than you expect, unless Carson Wentz goes bananas. But his receiving core is so decimated right now. I'm going under 47.5, two units. All right, Ross, moving on. Cincinnati at Carolina. Panthers favored by three points. Our total is 44. So I mentioned I thought Cam Newton played very well last week. They're still beat up, and I was surprised that their defense gave up that many points. The Falcons, like I said, and I really like the Bengals. I I think they're healthy. I think they're playing well. I'm going to put one unit on the Bengals. I like getting the three points. Feels like a lot of times in the NFL, if you do lose, you lose by three points. So I'll take it. I'll take Cincinnati, one unit, getting the three. Yeah, I'm going to pass the side because Mixon's out running back for the Bengals, and he really looked good to start the season. It's going to be out two to three weeks. I tell you what, I'm going to play over. In the NFL anymore, you get a total at 44 or below. That becomes a low total, and – I really don't see a reason why both teams shouldn't be able to get to 20 to 24 points. So projecting a little bit above a 45-point game, going over looks the right way to go. One unit on the over. Steve, it's Jacksonville and Tennessee. 
And the Jags favored by 7.5 with a total of 39.5. And, and you got to look for a line on Jacksonville, Tennessee, because it's not up at many places with the uncertainty of Mariota. And because of that uncertainty, and even if he plays, his elbow injury apparently is um, causing him having trouble feeling in his fingertips. I'm going to pass this game. Passing it as well, A, Mariota, B, I don't like laying 7.5, but I'm not putting it on the Titans, and C, 39.5 is too low. I'm passing it as well. I don't even have a lean there. Ross, New Orleans at Atlanta, Falcons minus 3, 53 a total. Well, it's a high total, uh, really high total, 53.5, but I can see it. You know, the way the Saints got torched by Fitzpatrick, Atlanta's offense pretty good last week at home against Carolina. New Orleans typically pretty good. Greg Williams kind of had their number. So this is another one I'm going to pass. I would lean towards New Orleans here getting the three, but I'm not putting a unit on them. I don't know why they haven't played well the first two weeks, but I'm not going to bet all of a sudden that they're going to play well on the road in Atlanta. So I'm passing the game. My lean, though, would be the Saints getting the three. I lean Saints as well. My power ratings don't support it. But I got to tell you, Atlanta four for four in the red zone last week. And despite that, they almost didn't cover. The Atlanta injuries are really mounting. Neal and Jones are two important defensive players out. Starting running back Freeman's out. Now their left tackle is out. And apparently, um, I don't know, Ross, how deep does your knowledge of these guys go? I've heard that Schweitzer, the replacement, is a bad replacement. Any feedback on the O-line on Atlanta. He's okay, but he's, I mean, Levitre was their best guard, and now they're putting in their third best guard. There's definitely a drop-off, but he played a lot last year, so he's not like a, a, a big liability. Very good. And just when I see four starters out for a team, I always question whether my power rating is right anymore, and because of that, I'll lean New Orleans. Steve, the Denver Broncos getting five from the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, total 43.5. So I hate to call the Denver 2-0 and start phony because their stats were certainly very good against Seattle, but Oakland really outplayed them last week, and that was a minor miracle. There's a controversy here in New Jersey, by the way. Apparently FanDuel put up a bad number on the in-running um, line on this game, Basically, I think it was like they paid Denver like 750 to 1. They put up a line. Will Denver win the game in the fourth quarter? Someone bet 100 to win 75,000. And now FanDuel is trying not to pay him, saying it was just a bad line, which it was. So we'll see how the uh, gaming commission decides on that. It looks like it's heading to the, um, that way with the dispute. But um, Denver is now 15 and 1 straight up at home, weeks 1 and 2 which makes sense to me. In altitude, teams wilt, and we saw the Raiders wilt. So I think Denver is overrated because of that home field advantage going on the road. I, I like Baltimore. I'll go ahead and play Baltimore two units. Uh, that's interesting. Um, I can see that, though. they got extra time to prepare. They typically play much better at home. I'm, I'm with you on the Broncos. I, I'm not sure they're as good as, hey, they're 2-0. and so uh, I, I think I'm going to go the same way as you, Steve. I'm, I'm only going to do one unit on it, but I'll take the Ravens uh, laying five. I think the Ravens, I'm a little bit concerned about no C.J. Mosley, the linebacker. That's a little bit concerning to me because Denver's run the ball pretty well with their rookie. 
Philip Lindsay, but I'll put one year on the Ravens laying five. I don't usually like to lay that much. You know me, I almost always take the points, but I'll do it. The best bet. All right, Ross, next up, the Giants at the Houston Texans. And Houston laying eight, no, six here. Sorry about that. 41 and a half the total. Right. The Giants back-to-back road games. It's the Texans' first game at home. But I'm a little nervous about them after they lost to a Titans team that should never have beaten them. And I know there was a fake punt or whatever, and there's a good chance that, you know, Deshaun Watson gets back on track here and that their D-line, their D-line abuses the Giants' O-line. In fact, I just talked myself into it. One unit on the Texans laying six. First home game, I think Watson's playing better each week, and I think the Giants' O-line is going to get exposed by the Texans. I got one unit on the Texans laying the six, and I guarantee out of one of those two I'm wrong these last two bets because I don't like laying five and six points in the NFL. Well, I'm not going to make any guarantees, but I think you got them both right. I think Houston's 0-2, but I liked what I saw from Houston for the most part against Tennessee. Hey, kudos to Vrabel. He knows uh, Houston for having coached with them the year before, obviously, and that's why he was able to come up with that trickeration in the first quarter, including running some Wildcat. They got a 14-0 lead, and then Houston basically just ran out of time. They completely outplayed him the rest of the game and gave up one drive in the fourth quarter that cost him the game. Uh, Giants are a complete mess. Eli's immobile. They can't block for him. The Houston D-line wakes up here. Houston, two units minus six and a best bet. The best bet. All right, Steve, next up is the Oakland Raiders. They're getting three points at the Miami Dolphins, 43.5 total. So I upgraded Oakland off the loss at Denver. I thought Carr looked great, completed all but three passes. Should have been all but two passes. His fullback drops what would have been the game-clinching pass in the fourth quarter. I've been impressed with Miami, who is and 9-1 now in Tannehill's last 10 starts. That's pretty amazing. I'm going to lean over in this game. The only thing that's keeping it from being a play for me is because uh, projected rain in the forecast, and I hate playing over when it's raining. So I want to follow the weather on this one for now, just leaning over. Yeah, and you're right. The Dolphins have played pretty well. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the Raiders, though. I thought they played pretty well in Denver. I thought they should have won that game. I thought they got a, a raw deal on the offsetting pass interference penalties against Amari Cooper. So I'm going to pass this game. I'd probably still lean Miami, you know, laying the three, but I'm going to pass the game just because I got enough faith in the Raiders to at least keep it close, you know, and if they lose, barely lose. Green Bay Packers laying three at the Washington Redskins, 45 and a half, Ross. So that was a really disappointing performance by the Redskins against the Colts. I mean, really disappointing I have no idea whether or not they'll bounce back. I feel like they're a Jekyll and Hyde team the first two weeks. So I would lean Green Bay, you know, laying the three points. But I really don't know what to expect from this from this Redskins group. So I'm going to just pass the game. But I would lean Green Bay laying the three. I'm going to lean Washington. Obviously disappointed by Washington's effort last week, but – I'm worried about Green Bay's energy. Uh, really tough game against Chicago, followed up by a really tough game. We had to play an extra 10 minutes against the Vikings. And here's a stat for you. Coming off a tie in their previous game, 
NFL away teams are now 0-13 straight up. So let's think about this. Makes sense to me. You play a long extended game. You wind up with a tie. Then you have to travel on top of that. So it makes sense that team would be a little bit more likely to run out of gas their next game. Ross, as a former player, what do you think about that angle? Um, I don't know. I never thought that was that much of a factor in the NFL just because you know there's a week between games. I, I, it's not like it's the NBA or NHL where it's the next night. I mean, there might be some truth to that, but I never – I never like noticed that is what I would say. Interesting. So the, the when you played an overtime, a full overtime session, it just wasn't you weren't that much more tired than at, at the end of the game. No, I mean, I mean, at the end of the game you were, but by by the Wednesday of the next week you didn't notice it at all. Gotcha. All right, move you, it. Uh, go ahead. Moving on then, Buffalo at Minnesota. I love this line. 16 and a half. Minnesota, obviously. Um, 41, your total there. Are you taking the bills with the points? So this How sounds bad? insane. Uh, is it me or oh, Steve? You're up, Steve. How bad are the bills? They're bad enough to be rated nine and a half points worse than an average team. Let's put this in perspective. At the end of the year, the 0-16 Browns, or a minus 10. So they're right there with how bad the Browns were after losing all of their games. But I'm worried about the Vikings. They've got the Rams up next on Thursday. So a look-ahead spot for the Vikings. I could see them just wanting to build a lead and keep everybody healthy, not show anything, be super vanilla. Uh, Buffalo's McCoy, running back, ribs, questionable for the game. You know, I'm going to look towards just a lean to the second half under. I could see Minnesota building a lead and this becoming a very boring game, similar to the Buffalo game against the Chargers last week. So I know this sounds insane, but I'm putting a unit on the Vikings. I know this is the NFL and 16 and a half points. Kirk Cousins has been unbelievable. This game's on the road. The Chargers could have beat the Bills by a lot more if they wanted to. I don't picture Josh Allen being able to do very much against this defense. And I think the Vikings win by 20-some points. So I'm putting a unit on the Vikings. I'm sure next week I'll regret it, but that's what I'm doing. All right, Ross. San Francisco at Kansas City and the Chiefs laying 6.5 with a total of 56.5. So the Chiefs' defense concerns me. I think this will be a really high-scoring game, and I think Garoppolo can keep it close. I'm not going to place a bet on this game. I'd actually lean San Francisco getting the six and a half, and I might even lean on to the over. There's going to be a lot of points in this game. I don't know how there isn't a lot of points in this game, the way these teams have played both offensively and defensively so far. In fact, I know 56 is a crazy number. I'm putting one unit on the over. I'm putting one unit on the over 56. I think there's a lot of points in this game. I would lean that way as well. It's just too high a total for me to play over. I'm going to play San Francisco for two units here, though. Kansas City and Mahomes have just been absolutely tremendous, but their defense ranks second to last right now in the NFL in yards per play given up. They've given up over 500 yards on average here through the first two games. And I think San Francisco, the back door, if they get down 10 or or 12, will be wide open here. 
against that Kansas City defense. So in a, Kansas City is an underdog, done very well weeks one and two. I don't think that they're going to be nearly as good a bet as a favorite. I am on the 49ers here, two units. All right, Steve, next up is the Chargers and the Rams at the Rams, minus seven for the Rams, 48 your total. So the Rams are my clear-cut number one team right now in the NFL. I've got them rated eight points better than anybody else, and that's three points clear of any other team. So uh, they they do have a clear home field advantage in L.A. My understanding is that there is currently 16 Charger fans in the entire city of Los Angeles. So, (laughs) but it'll be an easy road trip, obviously, with the Chargers being in their home city. Um, I'm not going to lay the seven, but I'm going to put out a futures bet here. I just bet the Rams to win the NFL six to one. I know that sounds crazy because the Rams were 11 to one just a month ago, but I'm seeing niches in the armor and a lot of the good NFC teams, the Saints, the Eagles, the Packers. And because of that, the NFC doesn't look nearly as tough as it once was to me. I think there's a real good chance that the Rams are going to get the number one seed, six to one Rams to win the Super Bowl. Wow. Stevie, you're all in. All right. So I'm, I'm going to pass the game. I think the Chargers are a pretty decent team. I don't know that the Rams will keep flying this high and seven points is a lot. So I'll pass the game. I'd probably lean Rams, but seven is a little, little rich for me. All right, Ross. Next up, Chicago at Arizona. Bears favored by six in this one and low total of 37 and a half. 37 and a half. Steve, that's about as low as it gets, right? Yeah, in the new NFL, I got to tell you, I don't know if we're going to see a total at 37 where 17, 17 puts it into overtime. So um, the odds makers are saying this is going to be a snoozer. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. The Cardinals are terrible, but they're playing at home. I'm not sold on Trubisky and his ability to put up a lot of points. Neither is Vegas, obviously. I think that the Bears are probably the right side here. Probably lean towards laying the six, but I'm not going to actually do it. I think the Cardinals, you know, are actually able to keep it close this week. Yeah, I'm worried about Steve Wilkes looks completely overmatched in terms of prep for his team. And on the opposite side, boy, the Bears and Nagy, two drives to start the game, two touchdowns. He clearly has the plays in the first quarter scripted for Trubisky and that's working and then the offense bogs down completely Um, I'm supposed to play Arizona here in a bounce back spot off back-to-back blowouts I'm not going to do it I can't do it I pass well and the only other point I would make there is just the Bears off a Monday night game on the road you know we'll see all right, Ross, how about the Dallas Cowboys there at the Seattle Seahawks? And the Seahawks favored by one and a half in this one, 41 and a half. Wow. It is the Seahawks' first home game. I do think that, you know, maybe they'll play better in their crowd, but they're coming off a bad Monday night performance. I, I think that they're going to find a way to rally the troops, though. I'm going to pass the game. I'd probably lean Dallas in this one, but I, I really think this is a toss up game, so I'm passing the game. And passing the total. I'm going to lean Dallas also, but I'm going to respect the Seahawks, who've been so good at home. And in fact, when the Seahawks come home off back-to-back losses, they've been 6-0. and 
straight up and against the spread. That's a pretty strong trend for a team that's had the best home field advantage along with the Packers and the NFL. I'll pass. All right, next up, it is Sunday Night Football. The Patriots, six-and-a-half-point favorites at the Detroit Lions, 52 the total. I think I'm going to look over here. Detroit's got some injuries to two of their starters. I think New England off somewhat of an embarrassing performance in the first half, certainly offensively against Jacksonville, and their defense got exposed. Stafford's been able to move the ball against pretty much anyone and high-scoring Detroit games, so 51.5, not that high in the new NFL. I will lean over. Yeah, I can see that uh, for sure, but the way that the Lions defense has been playing. I think the Patriots bounce back and play much better in this game. I don't know that I want to lay 6.5, though. I do think it could be a shootout, like you said, and the Patriots ultimately win a close one. So I'm going to – well, yeah, these teams know each other. These guys know each other so well. I'm going to pass the game. I'm, I'm going to pass the game as well, and I got nothing on it. All right, final game is Monday Night Football, as it always is. Pittsburgh favored by one at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 53.5 points, your total, Ross. So I know that this is one of those games where the Steelers have had discord and then they figured out and they come out on Monday Night Football in primetime and take it to the Bucks because the Bucks really aren't that good, and that's what's going to happen, and we should all know that, and blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't care. I'm putting two units on the Bucks. Fitzpatrick is on fire. The Steelers' defense is not good. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't continue. The Steelers have dysfunction. Uh, I think that the over is probably a pretty good, a pretty good play here in this game. I'll put one unit on the over, 53 and a half, and two units on the Bucks getting that one point. Yeah, I'll lean to the Bucks and I'll lean to the over as well. I guess if you're looking for some hope for Pittsburgh, maybe their quarterback Joe Hayden will be back from a hamstring injury this week. I don't know. You, have you heard anything on that, Pat? On on that way, that's going to happen, Ross? On Hayden? Yes. No, I have not. And even if he comes back, I doubt that he's going to be 100% off a hamstring issue. And let's face it, the, you've got the hottest quarterback in the NFL, him and Mahomes, against the most what seems to be the most struggling defense lately in Pittsburgh. This one should be very entertaining. I'm curious to see what the crowd is going to be like. Normally this would be a, like a crazy pro-Pittsburgh crowd. That might not be the case, though, here, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. There was a lot of Eagles fans the other day, and because it's a Monday night game, I don't know how many Steelers fans, you know, will travel. I know there's already a bunch of Steelers fans in Tampa, but how many more will travel there? So there will still be a bunch. There always is. And a lot of them probably already made, you know, their their travel ranges. But on Monday night, uh, it'll be interesting. And I do have Fitzpatrick rated as the higher-rated quarterback right now than Winston. Before the season started, I had Winston being one and a half points better for Tampa. Now I have Fitzpatrick being one point better. And I think that Winston's going to have to get used to sitting on the bench. Is that a slam dunk now? Or do we know yet, Ross? No, that's a slam dunk until, until Fitzpatrick plays poorly. I think the real question is just how long of a leash does Ryan Fitzpatrick have when Winston comes back? They'll do it for this week's Even Money podcast. Hopefully I'll be back uh, in the black this week, Steve is already up 10 units on this season, which is awesome. It's right where we want to be. 
I am now only up six units, but we'll get some more clarity on that Vikings game. Please, please, please rate and review this show. It means a great deal. We love it when you do it. And the retweets, the likes, that all helps as well. Other than that, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.